So, Hunter, what are you going to get Jessica for Christmas this year? A present. You're not going to tell me? She listens to this thing. She already looks at the Amazon shopping cart to try to figure (laughs) out what I'm trying to buy her. That is so hard. Yeah, because I'm always afraid Ben's going to see what I'm trying to order him. So I have to try to order from other places. Honestly, at this point in our marriage, I'm just like, hey, do you like this? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm buying it for you for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, Danny could just let me buy my own Christmas present and I'd be super happy with it. That's what I've done for the past two or three years. I bought her a, because she got a new Galaxy phone. So I bought her the new Galaxy earbuds. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Jessica, I hope you're not listening to this. She already knows they're sitting there. <laughs> nice. Dina, what are you buying Ben for Christmas? Well, you know, he got the best present when he married me. That is so true. <sighs> Welcome to the Altar Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. Christmas editions. You know, doing a podcast with you two is like watching Hallmark movies every day. <laughs> You're welcome. And it disgusts me. But we don't have a common misunderstanding. <laughs> Yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the good news is if we do, it'll only take us like two minutes to resolve it. And then we'll be forever in love. That's right. I and, think we're already forever in love. So I think and there's great. always a Christmas tree in your house and there's, you know, whatever. We yeah, have cats. That's true. Yeah. So Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Altered Podcast <laughs> where we honor God and the things that he does. Yeah. We are sitting here in my living room thingy, dining room <laughs> slash thingy. Kitchen. Slash open concept room. Yeah. <laughs> I do love open concept rooms, by the way. So I'm sitting here with our co-host, Ben Burnett. Yo, yo, yo. Our creative director slash co-host, Dina Burnett. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Your greatest co-host ever, Hunter Deal. And I'm missing my best half, Jessica. She's at work. Yeah, we miss her today. Bringing home the bacon. That's why we could talk about her Christmas present. It's fine. But uh, we miss her. So today, we're going to talk about gifts. Right, Ben? We are. Um, so, you know, we've been talking a lot during the Christmas episodes about the fact that Jesus is the best gift to have ever come on, come along uh, on the earth. And He's so, the reason for the season. He is the reason ben! for the season. <laughs> gummit, you people stop texting me while I'm trying to do a podcast. <coughs> anyway. But he is the reason for the season. Sorry, guys. Um, phone is now muted. Um, and so we are talking gifts. Uh, but this time specifically, we're going to read the other half of the Christmas story, the part we haven't read yet. And we're going to talk about the gifts that were given to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah himself, Jesus, the Christ. Are you, is he coming on the Today Show? <laughs> you, you don't know. The Bible says be ready for him anytime because he could come anytime. Yeah, that'd be a great way to see the rapture. He just shows up on your morning show while you're drinking your coffee. He's like, hey, everybody. Or you hear the trumpets and you hear, and here's Jesus. You know what would have been amazing is if I would have said those things and then Jesus would have come back. I would have been like, wow, yeah. that was the coolest thing That's ever. That's the reason well, Jesus took Bob Barker home so he could get up there and start announcing. Wait, he's not, is he dead? Yeah, Bob Barker's dead. He's been dead forever and a day. Aww. Yep sad like jesus's death and like 10 days later <laughs> bob barker died no bob barker lived forever after that i mean golly i know telling us to spay and neuter our pets thank you bob barker <laughs> <laughs> what even is a show anymore <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
Well, if the rapture did happen right now, nobody else would hear this podcast. Well, you know, if the rapture happened, then the people who are left behind can listen to this ad. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring this podcast. Are we still here? Are we still here? Buddy, I'm here. I'm oh, here. Great. Yeah. I hope we didn't miss it. And okay. <laughs> Sorry, Pastor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's an inside joke. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking about gifts today, and we're going to be talking about Matthew chapter 2 to start off with. We're going to read just a little bit about the wise men who visit, and we're going to talk about the gifts they bring, and then Dina's got some cool, interesting facts about the gifts. Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. I'm just excited about scripture, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says this. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told him, because this is what was written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them the exact time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. When you find him, report back to me so that I, too, can go and worship him. After hearing the king, they went on their way. And there it was, the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with his mother. I'm sorry, with Mary, his mother. And falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. And so, we see some pretty cool things in this story, right? It starts with um, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So, in this case, Jesus has already been born. You know, we've had the the nativity scene. If you know the nativity (laughs) scene, that was like one of the big things in my house. My mama always busted out the nativity scene, right? And it's funny that in the nativity scene... Everybody's see, there. <laughs> everybody's there. You see the shepherds. You see the the wise men. You see Mary. You see Joseph. You see Jesus. You see a whole bunch of pretty little animals. But the wise men were not in the nativity scene. Technically. Technically, in this, it says that they went and found the child when he was in the house. So probably, if you look at the timeline of events, what had probably happened at this point is like, for instance, if you look at the book of Luke, it says that, that Jesus was born and then they take Jesus to the temple to be circumcised and to be presented at the temple, as was the custom because he was the firstborn. They would have had to have taken a sacrifice at that time because he was the, according to the law, the child who opened the womb, quote unquote, he was firstborn. <clears throat> and so they would have taken Jesus to the temple. There's all these things that happen in that case, um, in that instance, and then they go back home, Right. Um, and so at this point, now it says in Matthew that Herod says, or well, Herod's talking about where was the child probably born. And they say the star was over Bethlehem. But after that, it says the star led them. So it doesn't mean that they had to go to Bethlehem. It means that the star led them to the place where the child was. So theoretically, um, and it depends on who you read on this, all that stuff. But theoretically, Jesus was at his house. 
um, and the wise men show up at his house. Right. So just a little bit of, you know, yeah, Christmas tribute. Some scholars there. even say that he was upward to three years old. Yeah. Yeah. When the wise men got there. Yeah. And I mean, if you look, um, for instance, when you look at, and I mean, this is, it's verse 11. It, it kind of hints around at it. It says entering the house, uh, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. And in this case, it calls him the child. If you look in other places, it calls him the baby Jesus. Well, it doesn't call him the baby. He is the child at this point. So he has probably grown up just a little bit. Um, and, you know, later, the wise men are warned not to go back to Herod in a dream. And so they don't. And so Herod has all of the children that are, you know, two years old and under um, killed, uh, trying to kill off Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, so he would have probably been at least two, you know, if you think about it from that standpoint. Um, yeah, two or three. Something that stands out to me is that you know that the king didn't really know a lot about scripture because he hears about this king being born and he's like, wait, what? So then he brings in all the chief priests and the scribes who would know yep. about all of this. Yep. And then when he finds out what's going on, then he brings his secret service wise men, you know, in to do. Well, I mean, they're not his wise men. I know. Secret but. service wise men. <laughs> the secret service secret. wise men. Agent Wiseman. I will never be able to watch the children's play <laughs> without thinking that. Yep. You're welcome. There you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Magi actually. Um, so, you know, last week we talked about why was the virgin birth important? And we talked about uh, biblical prophecy, right? We talked about the book of Daniel, for instance, and how Jesus refers to himself as the son of man in the book of Daniel. Well, what I think is super interesting about this is guess who the Magi probably were? They were descendants of that group of people in the book of Daniel, where in Babylon, you know, there were all of these um, these magicians and people like, and they put Daniel as a wise man into that group. Um, you they know, were they also were, astrologers too, right? There were, when, and when you look at that group of people, they were all different, like they kind of had their own. Like really smart people. They had, well, they had the really smart people, but they kind of all had their own emphases, right? Like you had some people who were astrologers. You had Daniel, who Daniel... There is no record of him ever doing astrology, ever doing magic, ever doing any of that stuff. Um, matter of fact, Daniel would have been so separate from those people that he was, even though he was a part of that group, he was very different. And so if you look, you know, there are, um, there were probably at least classifications, different groups within that group. Um, but the point is, these guys would have been descended from that group. They would have been probably traditionally Babylonians. And, and if you look after the fall of Babylon, you still have that group that's around. Daniel's not killed off um, when Darius the Mede takes over the kingdom of, of Babylon. Um, and so, you know, you, you see that group continue on. So these people would have been a continuation of that group. It's kind of cool. It, or if you're a nerd like me, it's kind of cool. It's, <laughs> you know, whatever. Everybody's looking at me like, shut up, Ben. Anyway. So what's the last little bit of the the scripture there, Ben? I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Sure. Um, Where it talks about the presence, uh, what the things that the wise men bring Jesus. Yeah. So it says, entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshiped him. Then, so they worship him first, which is, you know, significant in and of itself. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So to my knowledge... Dina has all three of these gifts with her today. We didn't bring any gold with us. Well, I mean, technically oh, I, my I, ring I, has gold in it. Well, that's oh, true. I guess I'm in the safe. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to give us some gold, you know. <laughs> just, we'll for the, just for the podcast. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I have a form of it. Yes. Yeah. So. So okay. So we have theoretically three of the the, the three gifts here. We do. Yeah. Theoretically, we have three um, gifts. but you have two of the three. Well, I mean, if in you consider form. my ring is gold. I, I mean, I got a dollar in my pocket. That technically counts. <laughs> 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 but yes, I have frankincense and myrrh in front of me. Mm. In this liquid form. In a liquid form, yes. Yeah. In essential oils. Yeah. So, <clears throat> let's talk about that for a bit. Why gold, frankincense, and myrrh are important and why they gave them to baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, gold, obviously, because, I, you know, with the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, those were very expensive items at that time. Still, really... <laughs> very expensive <laughs> things if you go to buy frankincense real frankincense don't even get me started on that but don't trust me <laughs> well okay i'll just go ahead and say this so essential oils are supposed to be like plant juice so it's they collect the plant juice i guess or the plant they steam distill it yeah and they collect the juice so it's not really like when you think of canola oil or coconut oil it's not sticky like that it's really just plant juice it's not bacon grease yes. that's what kind of people think <laughs> when they think oil it's not like bacon grease yeah and um i think sometimes it gets a lot of bad rap because people see it as i don't know magic or hippie or whatever but some people call you, it devil oils but if you look back One in history it's what's kept us alive for the past five thousand years Besides Jesus and God, but yeah. like, but <laughs> <laughs> to say I have some arguments for that. <laughs> <laughs> but they have, like, they can find historical things that this has been. They have recipes and different things for like, thirty five hundred BC. They have found items where they have steam distilled and collected oils, and pharaohs were buried with them. Native Americans used to use these remedies yeah. as well. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, even back in America, in, in what, the 1930s, you used to be able to go to, like, the library, and they had its own, it had its own card catalog of essential oil recipes of, like, you can yeah. use this for a headache and this for this, and if you put these two together, it'll, now, you know. Yeah. Now, Up today, until 1930s, doctors would have these, have you heard of, of an apothecary table? Yes. So that was an item with a bunch of drawers, and what was inside these drawers were items of essential oils. And so what they would do is they would take these items, mix them all up together, and that would be your remedy. So it wasn't until, like, Johnson & Johnson and all these other what we consider modern medicines came about and they were like, oh, you don't want to use these. That's when all the negative connotations with natural medicine came about. And that's really a skill set that we have almost lost. Yeah, it was like the 1950s, 1960s. So I want to really get Dina started here. Um, oh, yeah. In these essential oils. Yeah. Today, aren't they just half perfume? And mm. then. Some probably are. <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you. Um, Do your own research on what you're buying. If you're buying frankincense for a dollar, I'm sorry to say, but that probably is not real oil. Because if you look at the way that frankincense is actually um, 
um, harvested. Harvested. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, <laughs> I was like imagining it in my head, but couldn't think of the word. Um, if you look at the way that frankincense is harvested, they have to go to, and there's like, I don't know, like 15, 25 different like Boswella type trees, which is where you get your frankincense from. Um, and some of them have lesser properties and some have better properties, but the ones in, you know, some of your more popular essential oil brands try to find frankincense that is like the same type of frankincense tree that Jesus would have used during that time frame. And so a lot of these families in the Middle East can actually trace their family farm back to um, these biblical people that would have harvested during that time. So um, what they do is they with frankincense and myrrh, they're both collected by kind of like, if you think like a maple tree, you have to tap it, something like that. But it's not quite straight into the tree. It's something about some sort of diagonal because you, when you collect it, you have to wound the tree in order for it to bleed, which is like, if you think about the connection with Christ in these trees, it's like, but so you have to wound it and then it creates as it's trying to heal itself, it will create a resin. But the liquid that comes out of it after it's distilled and different things like that is where you get your oils. And so... <clears throat> so there's actually... I'm just going to clarify a couple of things there. There's actually two different ways that you get frankincense oil. One is to tap the tree. The other is to slice the bark, like cut it like you would cut yourself. Yeah. And then but that, you don't want to kill <clears throat> the tree because right. they're also very sensitive. Yeah. So you have to like cut it and then leave it and let it kind of like you said, kind of heal itself. Like, um, you know, it almost crusts over, almost makes its own scab. And then you pick that off of the tree mm-hmm. and it's in like a hard, like, like a hard yeah. form. And back in the day, they used to use it to like the resin to chew um, to help different ailments. And then also once it became hard and crystallized, they would use that to burn. Yeah. So like, you know, in like scripture, when you have the temple mm-hmm. and they burn incense to the Lord in the temple, that's probably frankincense oh, wow. resin. So, yeah, so, and oils are actually mentioned 191 times in the Bible, and there's over 600 references wow. in there as well. So you, you go to Walmart, and there's uh, essential oils have exploded in the last yeah ten Since years. Really, D. Gary Young was prob- he's really considered the modern medicine guru of of bringing essential oils but back I go, into. I go to Walmart. Yeah. And I get, so I see these things for like $6.96 uh, on the shelf. And then I look at the catalog you gave me and the same, the same quote unquote bottle of oil that I could have bought at Walmart was $30 in this catalog. So, and so you kind of just explained why you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to use these cheaper brands. So what if you had one brand to, just because people are interested, if you had one brand that you would recommend, what would it be? So for me, essential oils, they're considered homeopathic, which means that they don't have to be FDA regulated. And so when I had thought about using essential oils, I did my research on, because I didn't want to use a bunch of chemicals. And with essential oils, you need to do research because these, um, you can... <laughs> you can like burn your skin and different things like that. If you're not diluting them and using them properly, Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. I would not use a chainsaw without looking to see how to use it. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oregano oil. First time Dina ever, when she started dabbling in essential oils for the first time, I had a, I had a cold. Yeah. And so my friend gave me <laughs> oregano oil thinking I knew about carrier oils. I had no idea what that was. So she just like, and so she tells up. me to put it on his spine and on the bottoms of his feet. Well, the skin on your feet and on your hands is tougher than like the skin on your back. So I'm rubbing it on the bottom of his feet and he's like, oh, that feels, you know, pretty good. I put it on his back and he goes, oh, that kind of stings. Ouch, ouch, ouch. And I'm like, hush, you big baby. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, it burns and it doesn't burn a little bit. It burns a lot. Yeah. Because it's, so. it's what's known as a hot oil. So you do need to do some research. Some of them make so, you like photosensitive. I go to my friend the next day and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think he's a wimp because he said that that burned and she looks at me and she goes, you did put a carrier oil with it, right? And I'm like, what's a carrier oil like this first time i'd ever heard the word carrier oil so but yeah so anyway so with all that being said and done i want to know what these two oils are used for yeah so well and the gold is also very important too because if you look here not only are they honoring him as a king but they also have to flee don't they ben they do yep yeah and so we'll come back to that though. But frankincense would have, those were two popular medicines ish, I guess you'd say, of that time. Not only were they used in um, burial, but also she probably would have known what these would have been used for. So it doesn't really necessarily say it here in scripture. But she would have known because that was popular and, and always used. So myrrh would have been good for um, stretch marks and to help her stomach, you know, shrink back down after having a baby. And also was used on um, umbilical cords to um, keep infections from developing on them. Mm. So for its antibacterial, anti viral and these were very oh, expensive you want to smell it of our <laughs> 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 smells like a tree well, yeah. he, he took a big old whiff <laughs> so <laughs> no we killed hunter on air so, um when someone hands you an essential oil bottle don't just like well you didn't warn it. me <laughs> yeah, you gotta waft it didn't they teach you anything in science class so no but myrrh can be huff. very sticky sometimes i can almost too. taste it yeah. <laughs> so um, these would have been very expensive. Very expensive. Yes. Um, and whenever you hear, um, like whenever they went to go put oils to on Jesus's body, it wasn't just, and I don't have that number right in front of me, it wasn't like a little 0.17 fluid ounce or five milliliter bottle like you, you see in the stores, but it was like, Gallons, yeah. like mm-hmm. Costco size. <laughs> Costco essential oils <laughs> coming soon to you near uh, Costco. And it would yeah. have cost millions of dollars in today's for, money. In, in today's now, money. in their money, it didn't. It wasn't like well, you, it still was expensive. Even the common man could afford it, but it was expensive. Yeah, yeah, for that um, large of an amount. <coughs> and he didn't even and use then, it. What are you talking about? When he was buried. He well, rose again. He rose again. <laughs> so, and frankincense is one of those oils that are is generally common, like, um, when you don't know what to use, use frankincense. It's kind of like the... It's kind of good for everything. Yeah. It's like the Clorox wipe. <laughs> kind of. Well, I'm not going to You can clean your sink it. with it. You can clean your counters with it. You can clean your table with it. You don't I mean, know what kind of wipe to use. Use a Clorox wipe. 
I, I guess so. But frankincense is not used for cleaning. <laughs> I mean, you, know. you could, I guess, but I wouldn't. But um, yeah, so. I'll tell you, if you have, um, like, for instance, for me, um, if I have a cold sometimes or I feel flu like ish. Um, I'll put a little bit of frankincense oil either on the tip of my head. Well, usually I'll put it like on my feet and I feel relief when I do that. Now, did you do that when you had the flu this last time? Um, I used a different oil this That's last time. That's probably why you stayed sick so long. Might have been. And <laughs> and you know why I don't use frankincense? Because it's like $50 a bottle <laughs> for a little bottle. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you too, if I ever feel super depressed, um, a couple drops of frankincense on my bald spot that you love to point out um you know just a little bit that's of, why it's still bald well maybe but you put a little bit on there and boy i feel better i will no, say that well it also helps that you just call me i always make your day brighter yes anyway so but yeah so this was you like in frankincense is used for like everything but um it's used it's really high in monoterpenes which helps to um eliminate toxins from the body it's used in meditation spiritual practices there's you know different references of frankincense throughout scripture um and it would have also been used um like I said, to help heal Mary as, you know, the baby's born, um, you can put it, she might have put it on her chest to, um, whenever the baby is nursing to help promote like that sense of security. Um, and so as the child gets older, would, um, have that sense of security, I guess is the, I don't know. Yeah. It has a calming effect of yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Interesting. So I think it's just cool that not, you know, they gave her really tools, not only just gifts, but yeah. expensive yeah. tools. Yeah. She didn't throw time. these in her junk drawer. She, <clears throat> she no. used these things. Yeah. You weren't re-gifting myrrh. You were keeping myrrh. You were keeping frankincense, right? And it, to me, if they're very expensive mm-hmm. and they're on the move and like they have been, yeah. they may not have had it. Right. So, yeah, well, and so, you know, you've got, you have the three gifts, but not only do you have the, the uses of the three gifts, right? Like the gold is useful for, you know, I mean, it was, in my opinion, it's God, the father providing for the needs of the son as they flee to Egypt. Mm-hmm. They could pay off people to keep them hush hush. Yeah. <laughs> to, you little, know. Little Holy Spirit bribery. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't call like, it child support, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was sitting over here trying. I was like, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, like you have the gold, like, but also if you think about gold, frankincense, and myrrh, um, you know, gold is a very much a kingly kind of thing, right? Like you're, you don't just give anybody gold. You're paying for stuff with gold. You're, you know, um, kings would have been anointed with frankincense oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a little bit either, by the way. They would have like, like poured that sucker yeah, over his anytime, head. Anytime like the oils are talking baptism. about, it's yeah, not like, like, like I was telling Ben, it's, it's not like, booping the snoot you're not just like poke and that's it it was like poured over them it talks you know whenever aaron's anointed it it drips down his beard yeah like oil dripping off the beard of aaron that whole phrase booping the snoot you haven't heard that (laughs) no oh it's like there's all these tiktoks right now like where they'll walk up to like in a zoo and they'll like like touch the line on the nose like boop and that's called booping the danger snoot that because like you're you know your snoot your nose anyway um 
Like it wasn't we like a little keep, uh, hunter relevant. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't like a little dot. Like when we anoint people in, in the Christian church, you know, we like we get a little bit on our finger and we're like, eep, you, you know, we barely, just barely touch, touch people. somebody. It's expensive. Yeah. Because it's yeah. Because it's expensive oil. No, they would have been like it would have been like pitchers and they would have like doused somebody. So in. question in, in that is these oils in the anointing oil that we use? Not, maybe not at the church today, but. In okay, yeah, in the in the temple anointing oil, there is a recipe. Yes, uh-huh. and it is a part of the recipe. It's so, in Exodus, right? Uh, I think it's in Leviticus. Okay. Um, but yeah, there is a there's a recipe, and, and frankincense is a part of it for sure. Okay, um, but yeah, so you have you have kind of gold that kind of represents kings. You have frankincense that kind of represents kings. Um, myrrh would have been more of a. Um, almost like a spiritual kind of thing right um and so it, it doesn't just represent the fact i guess what i'm trying to get at is it doesn't just represent like they weren't just gifts though they were gifts but they were also representative of his kingship and his mm-hmm. deity um you know some people would say actually like the goal is to take care of the needs of the body the frankincense is to anoint him as king and the myrrh is to show or why well, i think actually the myrrh would have been more to kind of show his kingship and the, and the frankincense would have been to show his deity kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So what else, Dina, do we need to know about these three gifts? So just another fun like little fact about oils is that one drop of oil contains 40 million trillion molecules. How many molecules are in the human body? 100 trillion. So, so there is, whenever you use oil, just one drop of oil will, um, could like, I guess connect or whatever to each cell in our body. And here they are like pouring it on. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't tell, Dina really loves essential oils. She does. So she was very giddy about this episode. I was. Yes. And I, and And I I don't know anything about these things. So it's been very (laughs) informative. Yeah. And trying to like condense it down and then also there's a lot of regulation with what we can and can't say. So whenever I kind of stutter and I'm not sure what to say, it's not that I'm trying to think of what to say. It's that I have to say it in a certain way so that our podcast doesn't get shut down. <laughs> so because yeah. the FDA really does regulate a lot of things that we can and can't say. With so, that. And I hope I've stayed within regulation. <laughs> yeah. So because I and I will ask questions. I'll be your buffer because I don't know anything. So if you're confused, if I'm confused, I know you're probably confused because if you, especially if you don't know anything about oils. So there you go. Well, and if anybody has any questions, just ask me a private message, the altar podcast. Yep. All right. I'm on private message, the altar podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else that, yeah. Anything else we need to talk about that, there? that you, you think is that we haven't covered. Not that I can think of. I just, I don't know. It's really cool to think that they were just given the tools for everything that they needed right there. Well, so, I think it's cool, too. And then too. they could also have used that oil to trade, too, yeah. as, as well. And, and I think it's cool, too. We to. see it, you, these things used in the temple. We see gold and, and, like you said, in the anointing oils and stuff. And that's just, to me, you see it connected throughout the Bible that if you don't really do a study on these things, you wouldn't really necessarily know. And it tells me how in-depth the Bible really is, mm-hmm. that it's not just a story picture book. It mm-hmm. is a living, breathing uh, way of life and culture in that time. 
I will say it's really changed how I've read some of the Bible stories because, you know, in today's times, we don't necessarily talk about the oils and healing like that. But whenever you go back through and you're reading some of these stories and it talks about using cassia and hyssop and you're like, oh, I know what that means, <laughs> you know, to, to think about like the historical context and what those things actually mean is huge. It mm. kind of changes the story just a little bit too. Well, yeah. And that, so thanks because we would have never got through any of that without your help. <laughs> well, thanks. Yep. So last 10%, what are your takeaways from the gifts that Dina talked about? Hunter deal. Well, um, I'm always a good proponent of buying gold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have it buried out back don't get me started on that um, <laughs> but I, I think it's something that is always worth looking into um, I, I don't think it would take place of a doctor obviously uh, but I think that you can see that these things are beneficial in, in today in today and in the bible you can kind of see how they were used and I think that's this and God worked through these natural remedies that he put on this earth. I think it's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, for me, last 10%, um, when I look at it, number one, uh, in verse 11, at the end of it, it says, it says, then they opened their treasures and presented him with these things. Um, I don't think that they would have necessarily brought this stuff only as gifts. I also think that this was these were things that they would have needed for their own journey because it was their own treasures. So they opened up of the stuff that they had. Now, did they probably bring some of it intentionally? Yes, um, specifically for this child. But I don't know that you necessarily travel with really expensive oils um, <clears throat> just because. Yet, I do think that if you have stuff that is very valuable to you that will help you on a journey, you take it. And so it's it's kind of cool to me if you think about it that these have medicinal properties, therefore they may have brought these along to help themselves as they went. Um, but the whole point for me is that these magi, these wise men, go searching for a king who is not of their own, right? Not their nationality, um, but something is so significant about King Jesus that when they find out about him through this star and all these signs and things they have to go find him and then they have to give of the very best stuff that they would have had um even though he's not their king quote unquote right these were probably babylonian people they're not jewish people yet they would have heard about this coming messiah this coming king from this man daniel um and apparently his tradition probably would have been passed down because daniel lived 400 years 500 years before this event um, and so I believe that for me, that my takeaway is that it all starts with this guy, Daniel, who was so different, um, and apparently so, uh, just in love with God that he would have told this group of people about God so much that they at least knew something about him. Right. Then fast forward on to this point, And these people, um, are so just, amazed by this king that they have to go give him gifts and treasures. Um, so would it be like an offering? Yeah, I think so. Because they gave him literally the best yeah. that they had. Yeah. Yeah, so this would have been an offering. Um, 
And so for me to, I guess the, the spiritual side of it is that, um, you know, what are, what are we bringing to the Lord during this Christmas season? What do we look at the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, knowing who he is and bring, um, to show him how much we care. Now, do we have to do that? No, there's nothing we could ever do to pay back God. We know all that stuff, but at the same time, what offerings do we bring to the Lord in this Christmas season? We'll give gifts to our family members. What do we give to God to show him how much we care about him? Um, again, I don't think you pay back the Lord. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying... You show a sacrifice. You, Yeah, and I, and I still think that even though we don't have to sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins, I still think that we can bring free will offerings, right? Well, it's nice, and if you look at any day relationship, it's nice whenever, like, you bought lunch today. Mm-hmm. You sacrificed your own money uh, to feed me at, at my house. Like, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in any relationship that you have, you have sacrifices that you do to show one that you care. Yeah. And if you think about baby showers, you know, you give gifts. And a lot of that baby stuff is real expensive. <laughs> right, Hunter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're giving get big gifts or small gifts or handmade gifts or whatever. But are you giving a baby gold or a child, whatever, and frankincense and myrrh? Like... Are you giving them jugs of oil or gold? If you gave gold to Lily right now, what would she do? She'd probably hide it. <laughs> <laughs> but she would she really know what that is? No. Yeah. She'd probably tell me it's the heart of Tafiti and go give it to my wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's been doing that lately. <laughs> Dana, what's your last 10%? Yeah. Um, my last 10% is, is kind of like what I just said a little bit. Just like how amazing it is that these magi brought Jesus these huge gifts you know that were so expensive and how the Lord provided them with the tools that they needed that is so it's just overwhelming to me like I don't even know how to describe it yes so uh, and before we get to bust out your Bibles with Ben um, here coming up we have what well, this this episode releases when Tuesday of of Christmas of the of Christmas week right yeah so uh, what go what? ahead sorry I just I got excited for <gasps> we're gonna have a special Christmas show <laughs> that's gonna release <laughs> <Our> episode on, <laughs> that's gonna release on Christmas morning well are we doing it Christmas morning or on the twenty third um, because oh. some people celebrate Christmas just a little early. Well, tell them not to be weird. Ben, just, what are we doing? I think we release it on Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. So he yes, met us in the middle. So we are going to release this on Christmas Eve um, at midnight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it is going to be the Ultra Podcast reading to you the uh, Christmas story, the the real Christmas story. Um, yeah, and just so if if you are newly married or uh, you you just feel uncomfortable leading your family in that uh, event of the reading the Christmas story, well, the Altered Podcast will help you and bring it bring it into your house as well because this is a good tradition that um, helps you keep the holiday um, centered around Christ. So we want to be there to help you wreck that. And if you normally do it, hey. Go all for it. Listen to it anyway. Or if you just want to play it on your way to your family's Christmas. 
Yeah. Or, you know, but, and that, like, before your kids unwrap their presents, make them sit down. And if you don't want to w- make them listen to the Altar podcast, because this is going to be a very short episode, like, a little special. We're literally just reading the Christmas story um, and talking about it for like three minutes. And, make your kids realize what the what the reason for christmas is um and then i'll be really excited for january because then we're going to start talking about biblical new year's resolutions how you can get closer to god in 2023 um i know that we already have a clinic booked to become on the altered podcast who deals with mental health and addiction to talk about uh, getting free from drugs and uh, mental health issues in 2023. So we have a lot of good things coming up. In, I'm excited. In the 2023 new year. So whoop, Ben, whoop. what time is it? Oh, it's time. That's, that's not <laughs> Dina Fun Facts? <laughs> Hang on. Dina's Fun Facts. No, it's not. Hang on. Hit the wrong button. Woo! Bust out your Bibles with Ben. I was really excited that we were getting ready to Dina's Fun Facts again. I mean, we had your Fun Facts earlier about oils. I know. Now we have Bust Out Your Bibles a Ben. Question for you. It's Christmas time. Okay. It's not the equivalent, but what is the somewhat, what do Jews celebrate during this time of the year? <gasps> Hanukkah. Hanukkah. What is Hanukkah, also known as the Festival of Lights? Yeah. Did you know that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah, the Festival of Lights? With the holiday armadillo? Not with a armadillo. <laughs> oh. Armadillo. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a friend's uh, uh, reference there. But no, um, did you know that Jesus celebrated the Festival of Lights? I did not. Where? That's the question. Well, I didn't know he celebrated it. So, <laughs> Do you have any kind of guess? Any what? guesses? Jerusalem. As- uh, I'm sorry. In the Bible, what scripture? <laughs> okay, let's, I was like, there was a specific city that they went to. Let's what? break. Let's break it down. There are four gospels. It's in one of them. Mark. Nope. Well, well. Dina, uh, which one of the four gospels? Narrowed it down. Talks for about you. what? What talks about Jesus celebrating the festival of lights? Matthew. Nope. Luke. John. 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 <laughs> it would actually, you didn't know either. John no, didn't. It would actually be John ten twenty two. It says then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem and it was winter. Guess what the festival of dedication is also known as? The festival of lights. Hanukkah. Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. And so Jesus was walking in the temple and Solomon's colonnade and the Jews surrounded him and asked, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And he said, I didn't tell you and you don't believe. Anyway. <laughs> Could you imagine just being like at your Hanukkah dinner and being like, listen, Grandpa, tell me. <laughs> tell me the truth. Are you the Messiah? He's like, I did. Crack it. Like 37 times. Yeah. And you were just like, whatever, dude. So and he kept calling me liars and said I had a demon. Like, that's like half the book of John. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Jesus. I mean, he didn't celebrate Christmas. He kind of did because it well, was... I mean, he probably... I mean, he I had know. a birthday because yeah. it was his birthday. But um, yeah, no, he celebrated... So did he wake up and say Merry Christmas to himself? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, if you're English, Happy Christmas? Well, you know what? Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Altered Podcast. I'm not done. Oh, what? <laughs> what? I didn't say I was done. Why, why are you cutting me off? I feel like that it was over. <laughs> well, I do have one last thing, actually. Oh, okay. So, okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're not done with the Altered Podcast, so tune back in. <laughs> yeah, just a second. We're not done yet. I have one more thing for you. Um, did you know, now this isn't a Bible fact, which is why I had to do it after I was done with the Bible <laughs> part of it. Did you know that the Puritans 
Um, because of the placement of the Christmas celebration, which we actually, you know, think that Jesus was probably born in the springtime, but um, we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th because of the fact that um, the church back in the day wanted to give an alternate um, thing to Saturnalia so people didn't have to celebrate paganism during this time. So you could also celebrate Christmas during this time. Anyway, um, but we don't really think that Jesus was born during this time. Actually, the Puritans um, made it a crime to celebrate Christmas on December 25th. Did you know that? Oh. No. There was actually a governor. Is that why Christmas Eve is a thing? No. (laughs) No. If you celebrated Christmas at all, you were like, they could give you jail time or make you do uh, community service or all kinds of stuff. Huh. Yeah, there's a, a governor in the Americas who did are, are you done now? I'm done now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. I didn't know you wanted to get out of bi- bi- bust out your Bible's pen so fast, do you? We thanked him for the uh, Thanksgiving feast, and then we're like, what? You were trying to take it away Christmas? Yep. So now we're mad Sweet at him. Sweet Lordy. You know what? Hit the outro. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to join us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. Be sure to join us next week, and we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.